Matt Stepp, it's our first episode of October. Does this feel extra spooky? It feels extra Thanksgiving-y. Tap and Step, your premium Texas high school football podcast from your friends at Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. I am the Tep Greg Tepper. And I am the Step, Matt Step. Thanks for being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. We love you very, very much. Um, thank you for spending a little bit of your day with us. It'll probably be about an hour. Your wife will probably look at you sideways like, are you listening to those boys again? Yeah. If you're a single guy and you're pulling up on a car full of ladies and you're listening to Tep and Step, the <laughs> girls are probably not going <laughs> to think that's super cool. But hey, you be like, that's why you're a nerd. Or... Are you going to pull up on this on this group of girls and like roll down the window and they're going to hear you previewing? Uh, I'm going to pick up a game at random. You pre- previewing Gregory Portland and Victoria West, and they're going to be like, "Is that Tep and Step?" Yeah, and it's going to be connection made. It's over. We we are we are swipe whichever side yeah, is good. Yeah, exactly. we are we are both married men. Yes, I I have I don't know which way you swipe. You swipe one of the ways. Yes, yeah, swipe so. the good way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is, this is your week seven preview edition of Tep and Step. We do thank you for being a Dave Camel Texas Football Insider. We're going to get into some week six cleanup here in just a moment. The Thanksgiving podcast, right? This is a Thanksgiving podcast because we are one week away from Canadian Thanksgiving. I'm I am absurdly jealous of yes. that like you get double thanksgiving now i get double thanksgiving because mm-hmm. i had a thanksgiving birthday yes. party i get double thanksgiving because i married a girl from canada so hey Golly. and you know what this year thanksgiving american thanksgiving q stars and stripes and eagle screeching <laughs> the eagle flies by um thanksgiving is on my birthday this year my birthday Man, is on thanksgiving a day yes november 25th is my birthday wow yeah that's a big day. Nothing ever falls on my birthday. Like the only like when's your birthday? June twenty sixth. And is that like Flag Day. Or that something? was the day. So this is true. That was the day that gay, gay marriage became legal in America. Okay. So I share it with the gays, and I'm happy. Well, you know, the gays not a party. Yeah, they big, do. Big they big do. day. Big day. Yeah. So well, you know what? If you were born one day later, you could celebrate your birthday with DJ Screw June twenty seventh. That's right. Yeah. But you're a day early. Yeah. Everybody so. everybody throws out their mixtapes on the day after my birthday. Yeah. Oh, uh, Tepper's born now. Start the mixtape. <laughs> I'm sure as DJ Screw and Big Mo are doing a freestyle, that's exactly what they were thinking. They were thinking there's some high school football analyst in Dallas. Guy in cop hell's born. Let's yeah, go ahead and do that. Let's knock it out. This is your week seven preview edition the rails of Tep already. and Step. A uh, little week six cleanup coming, in a moment, uh, coming up in a moment. We'll start, as we always do, Matthew, with your Texas high school football fun fact of the week. We got a, we got a very... Can I go three for three? We've got a very... Uh, the monumental day, uh, or monumental week this week. It's always monumental, but it's especially monumental this week because... We will have two teams, two teams in Plano and Temple who will both reach a milestone. They will both play their 1,200th Texas high school football game. They have played the most games in Texas high school football. Um, They will reach number 1,200. Matt Stepp, which program will be the third? And it could – no, it will happen this year, barring a cancellation – which will be the third team to reach 1,200? So basically, who's played the third most number of games? 
It's a tough one. I, I, Man, I, I was on a roll too. You three, were, three out of three I is got, tough. I, got, I know. I, well, I threw, I threw you a couple fastballs, and I'm, I, I, I just threw you the Ephus pitch. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go Highland Park. Number eighteen. Dang it. It's okay. Do you want one more guess? Amarillo High. Number four. Oh! Oh! Dang it. No, but five games ahead uh, of the, of Amarillo. The Mart Panthers. Wow, Mart have played one thousand one hundred and ninety. How many games they played this year? Four. Is that right? They're four, uh, yeah five. Four, five and oh, they've yeah. played one thousand one hundred ninety-five games. So they will reach it. You know, assuming they make the playoffs. Uh, yes, <laughs> going out on a real limb. Fair, there. fair. As, as I missed that, our good friend Jerry Forrest is throwing he's throwing like, his computer he's down. Screaming, he's like, "That's Mart." Yep. Anyway. Sorry, Jerry. The top five, by the way. Plano, Temple, who will both reach 1,200 this week. Mart, Amarillo, Corsicana. Followed by Brownwood, Sherman, Tyler, Cuero, Wichita Falls. There it is. Your Texas High School football fun fact of the week. All right. We'll get into some week six preview or week six cleanup. And really, it's strange that that we can basically focus exclusively on one classification and one division that if you're looking for like wild crap happening mm-hmm. it was all contained within 4A division 1 like all of it yeah it was a wild week you had Melissa beat Argyle convincingly i first of all i think that says a lot about Salina because remember Salina beat them in week 1 but something Something clicked with Melissa. They lost a Frisco Memorial. With no offense to our friends at Frisco they're, Memorial, but that's a they're four and one by that's the way. A, that's, yeah, they're probably no at best four and two a fourth place yeah. team in, in five A Division two. But, but it's five A Division two. But something clicked. Now I know this. I know they have a couple of. I know they're playing a freshman right tackle, mm-hmm. and I think maybe a sophomore left tackle. So maybe it's just a matter of getting those guys more reps. They're uber talented. Melissa's but, uber talented. But. I mean that didn't have anything to do with the offense in this game because you know they you know they scored 21 points, right? Sam Fennigan, great game. The defense absolutely stymied Argyle. Now we thought and we kind of sat here and we thought, you know what? Argyle's Argyle's not they're a little limited offensively. Yeah, they're not as explosive. No. They're not as explosive. And basically, Melissa had stops for them. They had a way for getting for, to get big stops when they needed to. And I think one thing we've learned, maybe we've learned this, and certainly things can change. I don't know if Argyle's built to chase, man. I think if you jump out on Argyle by no, 10, they, 14 they, points. They got down 14 nothing real quick, and they were pressing. I think yeah. if that game's 7 nothing, I think Argyle's probably kicking. Cause they drove. They, they moved the football. Mm-hmm. They, they stalled in the red zone. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if it's 7 nothing, Argyle's probably kicking field goals. Maybe it's 7-3, 7-6 kind of game, and then it's a different kind of ball game. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think you're right. I think, I think the formula to beating Argyle is to jump on them quick, put, the, put them in a hole, and make them get them out of their game. Because their game is not – slinging it around throwing it their game is running the football controlling the clock and dominating up front well and it's it's funny because so three of the top five teams in 4 division one lost uh in fact the only three teams that played in this week <laughs> yeah. uh lost because corpus christi callan lost to san antonio cornerstone yeah. i will say i I, I felt from the beginning. I thought we over we overcooked Cal mm-hmm. Allen a little bit. I thought two was a little rich for my blood, but well, they hadn't done anything to really well merit it until this week. I, I mean, we the love, merit being well, dropped. And here's the thing: I, we love our buddy Jeff Reardon, but I think the same thing could be said about Chapel Hill. I mm-hmm. think we saw. I think we saw all three of those teams: 
Argyle, Cal Allen, and Chapel Hill. And we saw them all ranked in the top five. And I think it was fair to sit there and be like, they're not they're, – we think that there's, there's flaws here. We think yeah. that they're flawed. And I think all three of them just happened to get exposed on the same yeah, week. Those flaws sure. got – I'm not throwing dirt on any of these teams. There's still a lot of, lot of season left, and they can, they can get in the lab and fix that. You yeah. know? You know, Chapel Hill – Lindale seems to have their number. And maybe it's just a bad matchup for Chapel because uh-huh. Lindale – Obviously, Lindell went to the state championship game last year, but Lindell blew Chapel Hill out both yeah. meetings last year, and they handled Chapel. So maybe Lindell's just just a tough matchup for mm-hmm. Chapel Hill. Yeah, because I think Cal Allen, you know, Cornerstone's a good private school team, but you know, LBJ beat Cornerstone by two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Carthage beat Cornerstone in Division Two. I mean, it's Carthage, but yep. Carthage beat Cornerstone by twenty eight points. Mm-hmm. So, you know, some red flags have been there with Cal Allen the whole mm-hmm. time. So that's that. You know. I, you know, I think LBJ right now is a worthy number one with what they've done. I agree because they, they own not only a win over Waco La Vega, but they also beat Maynard. And look at what Maynard's doing in five mm-hmm. in five A D one. Maynard's five and one. Yeah, they Maynard just got done beating. Uh, I believe they just beat Georgetown. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's it's it was a strange week there. And so now, yeah, LBJ is number one. Our top three are LBJ is it LBJ Stephenville El Campo. Yes, that's the top three. And then Melissa four, Argyle five, La Vega six. Um, and then it gets into the yeah. Then Huffman seven, Kilgore eight. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's like for four A Division one, there was such steadiness. It was like everything. You know, to have a team drop out, mm-hmm. and then suddenly, like yeah, the whole thing, it, yeah. the whole thing one night. And we're talking a lot about four A Division one because really, everywhere else, pretty chalky or, or not or idle, idle or idle chalky. Or chalky. Yeah. I mean, Katie beat Katie Tompkins. Uh, I I Tompkins is another one I you, think you said last week on the show you were like I'm worried about Tompkins I think that maybe maybe they've they've been exposed a little bit and yeah. they, and sure well and if you've got a if you've got a weakness yeah Gary Joseph is going they to will pull your pants down they they are going to go to work on it yeah um I thought Spring Westfield was awfully impressive against Spring great win for them it's a great um, win Westfield's got two I mean North Shore and Spring are pretty impressive that's pretty impressive uh, I mean, feathers in the cap there for Westfield because they're going to go D one right no. That's the huge result in District 14 6A, I believe it's 14 6A. Aldine Davis beat Aldine Eisenhower to potential. I think Aldine, you know, because really the three spring schools are going to finish in the top three. Right. And basically, Aldine Davis and Aldine Eisenhower is the Aldine ISD championship and basically for the fourth playoff spot, barring some crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. Davis beat Eisenhower. Davis is bigger than Westfield. That potentially pushes Westfield division, in fact, likely pushes Westfield into the D2 bracket. Well,. I'll I'll be honest. I don't know if that's necessarily uh, an advantage. In Region Two, there's I think there's a good balance. So I was talking to Pickle and Ish about this before we got on the air. Division Two and Six A has the potential to be a lot more fun than it has been in years past. We're looking at Denton Geyer, hmm? possibly South Lake Carroll, fifty mm-hmm. fifty shot of South Lake Carroll now. Region Two: Rockwall Heath, Cy Park, Bridgeland, Westfield. Region Three: Katy being Division Two, possibly fifty fifty mm-hmm. shot. And then in Region Four, Westlake being D two, mm-hmm. and then Brennan, who we thought was going to be Division two, maybe going Division Man. one now. So wait a second, wait a stinking second. After spending the whole season, and in our I think in our magazine, <laughs> saying that we thought Carol Westlake and Katie were all going to go D one, they may all go D two. And Brennan, who we thought was a D two mm-hmm. lock, is potentially going to go D one because. Uh, I believe it's Marshall and Holmes 
are oh no, it's Marshall and Taft. Basically, the four teams in twenty nine six eight who make the playoffs are Taft, Holmes, Brennan, and Marshall. And Brennan is the second largest school of that quartet. Let me ask you, Brennan's the seventh largest school in this oh, district. So Brennan may go D one after we talked about Brennan going D two the whole time. That's the craziness in six A. Would Trying to you project out brackets right now? Would you install Westfield at? Let's just say they go D two. Okay. okay. Would you install them as the favorite in D two in Region two? Right now, because here's here's what they'd be up against. Maybe uh, Rockwall Heath, mm-hmm. Cy Park, mm-hmm. who I'm awful fond of, and then it's like, I mean, Tomball. I don't know. I don't know what you feel about Tomball. They're six and zero, but you know, who knows? Garland, another team that's six and zero. Yeah, Playmakers. Yeah, but I don't know if they can up stop front, anybody. Yeah, up front. Yeah, especially they're not they're not great up front. Um. Yeah. I mean. I think it might be them. I think it might be Westfield. Yeah. I mean, and if there's ever a year for Westfield to break through. Yeah. It's this maybe year. Maybe this is it. Yeah. Division 2 and Region 2 would hold a lot more intrigue. Mm-hmm. You know. So that's Man, that's strange. There's some there's some fireworks going it, on. I love Texas. This is why I love Texas high school football because what we think is going to happen preseason. Oh yeah. The games happen and it, it just makes us come look, look we look like smart people sometimes but we also look like idiots sometimes. I know. And this one this is an example. The though. problem is that we, we put our idiocy in a magazine that everyone keeps exactly. and people get to go back, "Oh, look at you, Tepper, you're such a dummy." Well, I get that a lot. Yeah. Well, I'm, my wife calls it a married one, yeah, yeah, exactly. By the way, um but the, and that's another reason. Like I don't know. This is me being selfish. That's why I don't want a six A split. Like I want. Like this is fun for me. Yeah. Like this five A division one. I'm just I, like I'm looking around. I'm like, all right. Like there's seating involved. But then once that kind of gets locked up, it's like okay. Like wake me up in the second round. Yeah. You know what I mean? Six A. It's like this is coming down to the wire, and Aldine Eisenhower has the keys. Yes. <laughs> we were talking about Aldine Eisenhower and Aldine Davis. So that's that's why. I'm, and I'm sure our hipster games are probably going to be very yes. very heavy into. Uh, Hipster type games that could be determining Division One, Division Two seeds. I got a text from Ted Emmerich. Um, Teddy boy. Uh, all right, let's get to our Week Seven draft. This, if this is your first episode of Tep and Step, welcome. Here's how it works. Hello. Step and I go back and forth uh, selecting games that we are most interested in. Uh, once it's selected, it's off the board. We go five rounds and then we round it all out with our hipster game of the week. Six. 145 Texas high school football games at our disposal. Step's first pick. I'll just go ahead and make Step's first pick for him. Step is going to take Waco Parkview Christian versus Taylor St. Mary's. I had that one lined up. That's all right. You got it. It's all yours. Uh, no, it is uh, any any game that you're interested in, you can take uh, across the board, across the state. Uh, and as I mentioned last night on Twitter, uh, it is it is district season. Like it's yes. it's most everyone isn't. There's a few the small districts that are not playing. But a lot of there's a handful of like one a a handful yeah. of six man teams mm, that are four a d one the four mm. the four team districts. Yeah. Uh, um. In fact, yeah. In fact, let me see what I can do. The best according to my dumb calculation, the best non district game. Big Spring in Pampa. Um. Let's see. I'm getting to some private schools. Actually, no. Let me find one that's not private school. You're listening to live coverage of me. Uh, and I won't do a. There's a, there's a six man game. Uh, Bowie Goldberg and Benjamin is decent. Pri- oh, hold on. What was that? It. Andrews and Canyon is the okay. highest rated okay. uh, non district game left. Which you know, two teams that are in four team districts, yeah. and there's other guy. I guess. Yeah. Like, I, I highlighted one in our preview uh, yeah. for the website. Big Big Spring at five and one mm-hmm. playing Pampa five and one. That's yeah. a good. That's a good game. Did a coin flip before the show. Step won the coin flip, so he gets pick 1-1 of the Week 7 draft. And with pick 1-1, Matt Step's going to take... I'm going to go for Class 4A Division 1. Mm-hmm. District 5, 4A Division 1 as the Stephenville Yellow Jackets this is the visit 
the La Vega Pirates in a number two versus number six matchup, I believe, in the uh, state rankings. And for La Vega, this this is a team that's on the rise. This this is a classic Don Hyde team that started the year a little slow, played a really tough schedule, got some weaknesses exposed. But the last couple of weeks, La Vega's been trending up. Do you want to talk about two losses that have aged well? I mean, Argyle and LBJ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty yeah. petty stuff. And I mean, the the former number one and now the current number yes. one four division. And I saw La Vega in person two weeks ago down at Corpus Christi, and what I saw was a classic La Vega team. Will punch you in the mouth on defense. They're fast. They are sound. They rotate guys in. That they got dudes. They got depth. They were rotating defense. The defensive line. They were, they were bringing them in in shifts. Four in, four out. Four in, and there was no drop off. Um, offensively, La Vega's you know mo is they're going to run the football. They're going to try to get their backs in space, but their backs run hard. But what impressed me was they were able to get the passing game going. Robert Prescott, their young quarterback, who's just a junior. I think started to come of age in that Corpus Christi Miller game and started to make some key throws. And if La Vega starts to throw the ball, game over. They're hard. They're they're really tough to stop because their defense is going to keep them in most games. Their defense has never, even when they were losing games. I yeah. mean, they 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 held LBJ to twenty eight, and I think one of those was the defensive score, maybe. Yeah, they they, they really came out of the gate slow, and LBJ pounced on them real early and t- and put that game out of reach. The Argyle game, Argyle only scored ten points on them. Yeah. The other seven points was a kickoff return for a touchdown. So, I mean, this La Vega defense will – now, Stephenville's offense is really strong. I mean, this offense is averaging close to 50 points a game. Coy Eakin, man. Coy Eakin. Like, he, he might – he's at least the most – one of the most prolific wide receivers in the state. Um, I mean – And the quarterback's been great for Stephenville. Shocking. Stephenville's found a quarterback. You know, it's – Offensive line is – we knew the offensive line was going to be really good. Stephenville's really, really good offensively. Defensively, I don't know if they've been tested. Like they, I think La Vega will test them. I think it's this is going to be a matchup of styles here. Going into La Vega, it's a tough environment to play. Stephenville's going to have to come in. If Stephenville can come in and turn this game into a little bit of a track meet, get it up and down, let's get, some, let's get pointsy, that's Stephenville's game. If La Vega lures them into – A street fight. A rock fight, street fight – uh, taking tire tire irons and beating the hell out of each other, that is a La Vega Pirates game. And if, Leve- if it, I think we're going to be able to tell at the end of the first quarter who's going to win this game. Mm-hmm. If it's the end of the first quarter and it's 14-7 to Stephenville, game on. Mm-hmm. If it's the end of the first quarter and it's like 7-3 to or 0-6-0, to, yeah, I'm gonna be like, up, oh, La Vega. La Vega's dragged Stephenville into a street fight, and that's that's I think what's going to be the key in this game. A fascinating game and a really big matchup because in District Five, you know, the seating is is key in this district because Region Two is really difficult, and you want to get as high a seat as possible because you want to try to avoid some of the big dogs as long as you can. So that's my first pick, Stephenville La Vega. I'll, I'll be absolutely keeping my eye on this game Friday night. I'll spoil one of my one of my comments in my picks video because this is my spoiler. This is my picks video. You know what LaVega is? They're the crockpot. Mm-hmm. That's what they are. It's getting, like getting it. to be fall. you got to go get all the stuff, get the broth, get the vegetable, throw a little chicken in there, right? But if you go and you throw it in there and then you taste it, it's it's not going to be good. You've tasted it week three. You would taste it in week three. It's like, no, yeah, it's it's got to... It's got to coalesce, guys. It takes some time. You got to let this thing simmer. You got to go, you know, go do some yard work and come back. It, it, that's come Don, back in week seven. Don Hyde's got his got the slow cooker on on yeah. on, on the counter, and it's it's just it's all co- the 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 only question is has it fully come together yet? Yeah. If it's fully come together, 
I mean, we were just talking about four division one. You want to talk about a team that like because you know, and I think we had this conversation last week about like rankings and how like rankings are basically like achievement based. Mm-hmm. And like if you were to, if you were to ask me this, like if they beat Stephenville this week, if La Vega beat Stephenville, I would be one hundred percent comfortable putting them at number two, despite having lost to one of the teams that they would then be ahead of. Yeah. But that is that's to me, if they are truly turning that corner, and they'll have to prove it against a team that is certainly talented and explosive enough to just run away and hide on them. Yeah, Stephenville's good enough to. Because of all the teams that they've played, here's the funny thing, of the teams that they've played, like especially the two marquee games, right, LBJ and, and Argyle, and well, Miller to a certain extent too. I guess this doesn't hold up because I was about to say, is Stephenville the most explosive? They've already played an explosive team in Miller. Mm, they held them to 13. So this is a big test for them. And of course, district game coming off a of bye. It's going to be a lot of fun. And Steve, I, I think Stephenville's Super, super flying under people's radar. They really, and it, you, you, you would think Stephenville, yeah. a name program, they really haven't been talked about that much, but they're just kind of quietly sitting there at yeah. number two. Hello, hi, nine. us in Erath County, here we are. All right, it's a good pick. My pick for 1 1, well, I guess 1 2. Let's go to Montgomery County. Ooh, the Ashley Pivotal game of the week. And for the first time, probably in this podcast history, let's spotlight a Brian Rudder game. <laughs> The Rudder Rangers. Man, shout out Eric Izar. He's done a great job. He has done an unbelievable job. A battle of unbeatens. The Brian Rudder Rangers take on the Montgomery Bears. You know Rudder's never made the playoffs in school history? I did not know that. Never made the playoffs. Wow. Should have, should have, should have mentioned that. Never made the playoffs. So Montgomery, it, this is, you want to talk about a slow cooker. This has been a slow cooker that's been on for four years. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. a lot of the key pieces, a lot of the key cogs, especially offensive skill position guys, are four-year starters. Yes. Jalen Washington, who was a – that kid. I watched film of him today. He's special. I, lo- I think Holy he's a cow. Time I can't see how he's flying under the recruiting radar. I, I watched him as a freshman, and I was like, this kid's going to be really good. He's great. I think Brock Bolfing's really grown into the role. Coach's kid. Um, yeah, he, he – he plays like a coach's kid, where it's real just like, I'm in control, I'm going to make the right read, things like that. You know, Montgomery had to play those guys, because you remember four years ago, what happened? Late, Lake Creek. Lake Creek opened. So Montgomery got their numbers slash, and they had to put a lot of kids in early, and they took their lumps. Mm-hmm. But they've kind of slowly... They, they were, Montgomery was pretty solid last year as well, but this is the year mm-hmm. with, that, with that experience and skill spots. Um, I'm not sure... That Montgomery or Rudder's face defense is explosive as Montgomery. Now Montgomery Rudder, the battle of the coaches kid at quarterback, right? Yeah, EJ Ezar. EJ Ezar, yeah. This kid's special too. He's been putting up huge numbers. Man, the past these two numbers years. Are crazy. Yeah. He's already at thirteen seventy three and thirteen touchdowns. He's also their leading rusher. Um, he's got a freshman wide receiver in Jaquise Martin, mm-hmm. who's their leading receiver. They graduated a stud receiver last year that I think went to. I think went. To, Texas. Oh yeah! Oh, stud uh, wide receiver. Uh, oh, Ke- Keith, well, no. Keith Lee, Keith Ron Lee, Keith Ron Lee. That's yeah. right. Where did he go? Um, I think now. he's at Texas. Anyway, here's uh, here's here's why I think it's interesting. This game, if I had told you before the season, hey, Brian Rudder and Montgomery are going to play one of the most critical games uh, in five A Division two in week seven, <laughs> you'd be like, "You're an idiot." Wait, you mean Rudder, who we have picked fifth, mm-hmm. and Montgomery, who we have picked third? But sure enough, they've turned it around. Um, here is the difference for me, and here's literal. And I hate to put it on one kid, or really one one thing. Montgomery's defense, if they can force turnovers, this game's over because the number of 
this is I feel like both the offenses are going to are going to be able to move the ball and have some big plays. This is going to come down to straight up stop rate. Mm-hmm. What percentage of game what percentage of plays end or drives rather end in a uh, a turnover, a punt or a turnover on downs, right? Yeah. Plain and simple. And uh, Ezar, the quarterback for, for Rudder, he's been a little loose with the football. They asked him mm-hmm. to throw a ton. I mean, he throws. They he, put a lot on him. They put a lot on he, him. A lot is on his shoulders. I think he's thrown like eight interceptions this year. Yeah. So it's going to be up to him to take care of the football and to make sure you're 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 getting your money out of these possessions because I do think this game's going to get pretty high scoring. Um, I think this game's fun as heck, man. And I think this game is going to be. I think it's going to be. I think Montgomery ISD Stadium is going to have a little juice in it. Yeah, I think. I, you know, I think some folks from Bryan are going to drive. It's the biggest down. game in rudder history for sure. I think that is fair to say. Yeah, and and so I mean, you want to talk? And I think the the winner of this game, look, Anum Consolidated ain't going away. They have a loss, but they ain't going away. And they're the favorite in the district. They're still. The favorite in the district. They're, they just annihilated Huntsville last week. Winner of this game, though. Winner of this game, a feels great about making the playoffs, like especially Rudder because Rudder's got yes. th- Rudder would be three and zero at this yes, point. They'd be, and they'd, be, they'd be more. They'd be halfway through district. If basically. they do that, they're going to feel great. They've also got to feel like, all right, console, console, like let's go, like let's yeah. bow up, let's see what happens. Yeah. They're, they're at least going to be. This is like a semifinal. This is like the before you face Goro mm-hmm. in, the, in the the final boss in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> This is like you got to beat like or no before we beat Shang Tsung you got to beat Goro. Love the more comment and K reference. Um, I think this game's gonna be. I like Montgomery. I do too. I think Montgomery's defense is the difference. I think that I think you're exactly right. I think that is the difference. We're on the same page there. Safety. So a lot of fun though. Big big game Montgomery SD Stadium. What is your second pick, Matthew? Let's go to the two one zero in the Alamo City for a massive Thursday night matchup. Here's the thing. You well you said Thursday. You could be talking about like four or five different games. Great week. Great week in San Antonio. Uh, Thursday night at Ferris Stadium as the unbeaten Brennan Bears take on the unbeaten Taft Raiders. 5-0 and versus 6-0. and I'm ready, I think the district title's on the line I'm here. ready to install Ricky, Ricky State as the Teppenstep, like the official coach of Teppenstep. He's... I mean, I this guy awesome. Taft last year was under the radar mm-hmm. and... Got to the third round of the playoffs. Very hipstery. They were very yes. hipstery. Well, they're they're on the radar this year. We 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 knew they were going to be really good, and they've they've proven it. They're six and zero. Brennan, we knew Brennan was going to be really good, and they've done nothing to to steer us wrong. They're ranked. They're top fifteen in the state now. And Taft, Taft's kind of knocking on the door, of being ranked, and a win here, Taft probably jumps into the state rankings. It's a huge game. District titles on the line here. Potential playoff seating here. Maybe, um, mm-hmm. I, depending on who makes the playoffs. You know, we talked about Northside ISD being a little bit uh, of a kind of a mess right now as far yeah. as the, the district seating go, going. But if the I believe Taft is the smallest school in the district and Brennan is number seven, so technically both of these teams could go Division two um, if if things broke right. But regardless, it's still a district, a basically yeah. a district title on the line. For so sure. you look at Brennan. Rolled past Stevens. Stevens is Stevens is struggling this year. Mm-hmm. Brennan did what you're supposed to do. Fifty eight to nothing. Ashton Dubose throws for six touchdowns. He's up for Player of the Week this week. And Brennan's defense held tat to Stevens to ninety eight yards of offense. Impressive stuff from Brennan. Kind of a vintage Brennan game. Yeah, that's a that's a, that's about you know, that's a complete performance the from the Bears. Classic yeah. Stephen Bazor game. Uh, for Taft, you know that Warren is a solid kind of team that's, that's in the playoff mix, and Taft just goes out and beats them forty four twenty one. 
Uh, Justice Hurt, 231 yards, two touchdowns. He also threw a couple of touchdown passes as well. Um, TJ Anders, 144 yards rushing, two touchdowns as well. A, a complete effort from Taft. Um, I think Taft is explosive, explosive enough to hang around in this one, but – I've been on the Brennan bandwagon all year. I'm mm-hmm. not getting off at this point, so I'm I'm taking Brennan to win this. I'll be this is a Thursday night game that I will be absolutely watching. I think this is yes. a huge matchup, and I think a lot is on the line. Not just the playoff seating, but I think this is straight up for the district champion. These, these are the two best teams in Northside ISD. Yeah, I agree. The, the computer has this as not a close game. The computer has Brennan by 26, which is too much for me. Yeah, I think it's a little, because I, I, think I think the Taft, computer's underrating Taft. I think I think you're right, and I think Taft, I think one one of the things you got. I, I mentioned this before. One of the things you got to remember is that the computer likes dominance. That's what they like, and so when they see like beating Holmes by one, and they see beating Harlan by seven, right? They're yeah. just like that doesn't impress yeah. me. You know, I'll tell you what, Northside. ISD is is really interesting this year because it's it's like back to the future. The old school teams in yeah. Northside ISD, for, you know, Marshall and Holmes, the legacy schools who have struggled for years and years and years are doing great things this year. Mm-hmm. And then you got O'Connor who might go 0 and 10. Mhm. And I can't imagine how that's eating at David Molesky right now. But that just shows you how the worm has turned in Northside ISD right now. You're not going to take Holmes and Marshall as your hipster game, are you? No, that's a great game. Okay, that's, I'm just telling that's you that's a, this week. That's a great Saturday night. Holmes game. and Marshall. A, seven, seven, both uh, of them are four and one. Seven o'clock Saturday night. Yeah, both four and one. And three and one in district. Mm-hmm. That, that's potentially. I mean, those two. That's are, a huge game. Yeah, it's a huge matchup. Saturday that's a really, night. really good game. So, so there's a there's a bonus hipster game on Saturday night. Make sure you're locked into Marshall and, and Holmes. But for now, make sure you're locked in for Brennan and Taft on Thursday night. Yeah, it's a fun slate. Real fun slate. It is. We may be going back to San Antonio here in a moment. We'll see. My pick, like it, my like second it. pick. Let's talk about the quietest number one team in the state. No, not 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 them. Not the black and orange. <laughs> Seven o'clock Friday night at Mart ISD Athletic Complex, as the Mart Panthers welcome in the Chilton Pirates in a battle of unbeaten's. Uh, and I would say battle battle of unbeaten's that have probably arrived here um, in different cars. Like they didn't, they didn't drive together mm-hmm. uh, because Mart they took the express lane. They they we they they knew where they were going. Yeah. They were like, we're gonna be in the express lane. Got the toll tag going. Oh, it's we're fine. good. We're five and zero, oh, and they've just they they've pummeled people. They've just they've pummeled people. Now part of it is nobody wants to play them. Like so they have to. So what they're doing is they beat like Teague and McGregor and Whitney three A schools three A schools. But D, like three AD, Whitney's a three AD one, I believe. Yeah, but it's like those are and like the, like the, like, but those are teams that you know they're struggling a little bit. You know what I mean? Whitney's three and three. That's a decent team. It's probably, the, but then like two weeks ago they beat Italy, right? And Italy is a two A team, two AD one. I want to say uh, they're two AD one. Yeah, two AD one. Um, they're three and two. Yeah, three and two, decent, but pummeled them. And but Italy, I will say this because I'm, I'm going to talk about Italy a little later. It was seven seven at the half. Mm-hmm. Now Mart in the third quarter hit the gas. Mm-hmm. I think they Mart scored on the opening drive and then got a pick six and made it. It was Ball. boom twenty to seven yep. like that. So um, the defense has been relentless. The yeah. defense has been so good. And we thought it would be. Don't they have ten starters back from last they year's? They brought defense? back a lot. Yeah. Now one of their key players is I, th- I think it may be Clyderian Campbell's out for the year. Did you? Are you kidding me? No, it's either Clyderian Campbell no, or it's Slater. Travian Medlock, I think. No, hang on, I got the. Article. Look this up. Please yeah. don't say Clyderian Campbell because then I have to re-record something in the picks video. Hang on. You keep doing that. I'll look it up. Okay. Um, 
I don't think because I looked up stats and Campbell's been putting up. I think numbers. he just got hurt like last week. Oh crap! Well, come on, dude. No. That's not helpful. You're listening to live coverage of me having to re-record something. Um, uh, oh no, Keyshawn Clater. <gasps> well, I don't wish any any sort of harm on Keyshawn Clater. He's I'm, a key I, player as well. I hope he gets. I hope he gets yeah. better. But yeah. I did mention I didn't name check Clater and Campbell in my okay. preview, so I'm, no, I'm Clater. Anyway, um, producing on the air. But Martin has been dominant, and 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 part of the reason we really haven't talked about him is that like ho hum, they're just going out there. They're twenty plus point favorites in every game they play. Well, here comes the district title game. It, right out of the jump, right out of the shoot, District 10 2A Division 2 titles up for grabs against the little old ding dong Chilton Pirates. How about these mm-hmm. Chilton Pirates? Mm-hmm. And the way that they've done it, they're 4 0, and they had, ab- and by the way, they played Italy as well. And they, they beat, beat Italy by a point. By a point. Yeah. And let me tell you something they have, their defense has been like about as good as it can I, I think quite literally as good as it can be. They have given up two points in the last three games. Yeah, they've been dominant. They've been they've been just sitting on people. They've been squashing them, and that's what Mart is going to be very. It's going to be very interesting about them because, as you mentioned, took a little while. I'm sorry for breathing in the microphone. I need, need a pop filter. Took a little while for that offense to get into gear mm-hmm. against against Italy against the best team they've seen. Italy, Italy. I don't know if I don't know if if I think Italy and Chilton probably measure up pretty well to one another. Although I think Chilton's probably got the better defense, at least the more the more you know explo- the ex- explosive defense right now. The defense has been making plays. They've also got a quarterback in McKellar Cook who is solid. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, he's an operator back there for the Pirates. Somebody's got to show me that they can score more than ten points against Mart until I'm, I'm I'm ready to believe it. That's the biggest thing because like they've the most points they've given up in a game this year is they gave up thirteen to Whitney and I'm fairly certain all of those were in garbage time. Yeah. So somebody's got to show me they can move the ball against Mart and then also if you do that, great. Now you got to slow down Clydarian Campbell. This new quarterback Trey Powell has stepped up in a nice way. Mart's got Mart's got playmakers at the skill spots. You're, um, uh, yeah, and shocking. I, I wonder if they're all related to Quan Cosby too. <laughs> Probably. It's all just like Quan Cosby's like third the, cousins. The lineage. And stuff. It's just, yeah. yeah, just like it's, there's only like six families in Mark, guys. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, fun game. We'll finally, I think, get a real measurement of Mark because it's just so hard when they're punching above their weight class of like, what's it mean? What's it not? Here is a true blue, we think, pretty decent team. In their classification. In their classification. Mm-hmm. We'll get a good read on them. If they blow Chilton out of the water... Let's go and make the reservations for Arlington. Might want to think about it at least if you're a might, Mart fan. Might at least start look, at least go like browsing on one of those yeah. hotel websites. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. That's my. If you're a hotel website that wants to sponsor this podcast, Greg.Tepper at TexasFootball.com. What's your third pick, Matthew? I'm going to go to a game that's that that it's not just a game; it's a week, and it's called Hell Week. Ah, uh, yes. And we're going to go to the Panhandle, the 806, as I think the district uh, district two five A Division one title is on the line. And I can guarantee you, Dick ba- uh, Dick Bivens Stadium is going to be packed. Uh, almost, what almost had a flub there with Dick Bivens. I was gonna, I was <laughs> going to ask you, uh, what is um, how would you describe the uh, the size of of that stadium? It's a big stadium. It's it's big Dick Bivens Stadium. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just, yeah. It, it, it's, it's a big it's stadium. Quite large. Yeah, it's a it seats twelve thousand. Hmm, big stadium. And I bet there will be at least twelve thousand, if not more in this stadium on Friday night as the Tascosa Rebels host, technically host, the Amarillo Sandies. The Golden Sandstorm. This 
and this both is, these teams this, come in. This is hot. gonna be fun. Yeah. This is gonna be fun. This is a big. It's a huge game, and I know every year that you know last year they played, but it, you know COVID restrictions, everything. That it's gonna be a full house Friday night, and it's a it's Hell Week in Amarillo. They call it Hell Week because it's a it's a week of just craziness, and you got two teams playing their best football of the year right now. First, let's start with Tascosa, mm-hmm. and. Lubbock High was totally overmatched last week, eighty-two to nothing. That says it all. Would you hear about Major Everhart's day? I would love to hear about Major Everhart's day. Major Everhart day. Major Everhart touched the ball three times in the game. His lone carry of the night was a sixty-eight yard touchdown run. Sure. He caught a forty-yard touchdown pass, mm-hmm. and he had a pick six. So he touched the ball three times. And scored three touchdowns. And then he was he was out of the game. It and, was, then, and then they then they, they took him out of the game. And then like he was home by halftime. Yeah, because I mean they just they, <laughs> it was left. so ugly that Amarillo Tascosa emptied the bench. Yeah, but that just shows you the explosiveness of Tascosa. They, I think you know all the recruiting guys you know re- recruiting guys love Everhart and they're like man why doesn't he touch the ball more? It's not really their scheme. Mm-hmm. They they spread the ball around. But if if Everhart's going to get twenty touches, this is the game he's going to get twenty touches because Amarillo knows how to stop Tascosa. They know Tascosa well. And you think about the past few years. Tascosa's been a favorite most years. And Amarillo has won nine of the last meetings in this series. That's stunning. They always seem to beat Tascosa. Now, last year, Tascosa got him. It was a one-point game, mm-hmm. but they got him. But the three years before that, Amarillo, Tascosa was a big favorite. The years Tascosa went to the state semifinals, I think they lost to Amarillo High in non-district. This is just Amarillo always give ta- gives Tascosa fits. They were pretty solid. At, they beat Monterey, love it, Monterey, 24-7. to 7. Nothing super impressive or super flashy. I guarantee you they are going to throw the kitchen sink at Tascosa. This is one of those games where you empty the playbook and you whatever wrinkles you have, you throw them at the other team because Amarillo High knows how to slow down this Tascosa flex boat offense. I think Tascosa's special this year. And what makes them special is their defense. This is an elite defense led by Avion Carter. They've got speed. They're physical. I think that's the difference this year. I think that's the difference for Tascosa getting, I think, what I think they win by a touchdown. So here's the real here's the real thing about this game. You and I have sat here on this podcast and we've said it on social media and stuff like that and, and, and gotten a little bit of pushback from about it. But you and I think Tascosa can make it to Arlington. We've, yeah. They're good enough to beat anybody in 5A Division. Yeah, they are this year. Here's a moment where they got to prove that they're different. Mm-hmm. This is a moment where they can go out there and say, because there have been good, really good Tascosa teams that have spit the bit against Amarillo. There have been really good Tascosa teams that have struggled mightily and played one-point games against Tascosa. I mean, against Emerald High, yeah. Go back to that. People forget they were within basically two plays of beating Longview in 2018 mm-hmm. and going to the title game themselves, right? And that team lost to Amarillo. Yeah, non-district. Okay, in non-district. If you're Tascosa and you're Ken Plunk and you want to prove that this is the year and this year is different to coin a phrase from Bob's term mm-hmm. that this year is different go out there and and beat Amarillo convincingly. yeah convincing because this is a really good Amarillo Amarillo's five yes. and one they're, they're legit their only loss is to Midland Legacy yes 
So they share that. No shame yes. in that. So yeah, both both teams have lost to Mid and Legacy. Now the Amarillo game, Amarillo's game was a lot more lopsided, but mm-hmm. yeah, this is a good Amarillo. This is this is an Amarillo mm-hmm. team that's probably going to finish second in district or first, depending on this, the game. This game, and it's probably going to win multiple playoff games. Mm-hmm. Tascosa goes out and beats them soundly. I think that that's the statement you're looking for. I think then everyone sits up and go, "There's something different here. There's something yeah. potentially special here." Mm-hmm. So there you go. Good pick. My third pick. I guess I'll take it. 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Highlander Stadium in Dallas. Ah. Like, sure. It's the Amazing number... Amazing Longview at Highland Park's, like, the sixth pick. It's number four team in 5A Division. What do we have this? I can look this up. I've got it right here. Got it right here. Live coverage of Greg Temper um, looking, looking up his up own the rankings. state rankings. Yeah, I know. And I, and I, I <laughs> finalized the 5A rankings, the 581 rankings. Uh, but there was so much chalk that I basically didn't pay attention to. Like, yeah, a lot of chalk this week. Number so three, Highland Park, welcoming in number four, Longview, uh, 7.30 p.m. at Highlander Stadium. Uh, we saw Longview's last game mm-hmm. We were when they were at uh, Mesquite Memorial Stadium uh, pulling away from West Mesquite. It was dicey for about three and a half quarters. Two and a half quarters. Two and a half quarters. Dicey, dicey. for a minute. Have they... How has the bye week treated them is kind of the mm-hmm. question. Because... We know that they well, Longview were, didn't have a bye last week. They didn't who they beat. They beat Wiley East. Be, that's right. Because it's, it's a seventeen district. Yeah, so the bye rotates. I apologize. Yeah. But Highland uh, Park was on a bye. Now for for Longview, Longview is a team that I think I think they've got some holes. I think they've got some positions they need to fill. I think they're still figuring it out at the quarterback spot. Mm-hmm. I think they are I think that they are still figuring it out at uh, at places on the offensive line, most notably just kind of cleaning up mistakes. Consistency. Consistency. Just, uh, working as a unit. Yes. You know, that, that group's got to work as a unit. Correct. Now, that said, last week, no notes. Okay? All looked pretty good. J- J- Jordan Allen, their quarterback, looked solid, took care of the football. They ran the ball extremely well with Taylor Tatum and Jarrett Lewis. They just, yeah, seven touchdowns rushing last week, 370 they yards rushing. just mashed. So, and they played old-school Bully ball. Beat your ass yeah. Longview football. Yeah. So here's here's a, here's a, a telling stat for you. Okay. So remember when Long, it was 21-21 against West Mesquite. Hmm? Okay. Since that interception against West Mesquite, hmm? Longview has outscored opponents 91-7. to That'll work. Because they that, set, that fourth quarter against West Mesquite, they mashed the gas. And then last week, 56-0 over Wiley East. So it's only five quarters, small sample size, but has, has, the, switch, has the switch been flipped? They're taking on Highland Park. Highland Park, of course, is a four and one. They have a one loss to South Lake Carroll. Seems like an okay loss. Solid. And then they have a win over Rockwall. Which did you see what Rockwall did last week? They struggled against Mesquite. Rockwall since that since they beat Lake Travis, they've got blown out by Highland Park, lost a double overtime to Rockwall Heath, and then had to squeak by an improved but still probably a fourth-place Mesquite team. It's a weird Brockwell team. Anyway, that's their signature win right now is Rockwell. That's their mm-hmm. signature win. And they have been, I think, underrated and improving defensively. I think anytime you – you know what they showed against uh, against Rockwell tells you. Jack Curse, their defensive end, has been good. He's a stud. I think Brennan Storer is solid. I'm not ready to crown him quite yet as like the next big Highland Park thing. He's just a junior, I think, too. Yeah. So he's got some time he's to growing. grow into he's, it. He's, I mean, he's 
the problem is the standard of quarterback it's, at Highland. It's, it's not fair to him. I mean, you know, you talk about John. Even recently, we're not, we're not even talking about Matthew Stafford. No, I mean, you're talking about John Stephen Jones, um, Braden Shager. Chandler Morris, Braden Shager. I mean, the last three quarterbacks they've had are just. I mean, Braden Shager's starting in Hawaii now. Yeah, That's exactly. not small potatoes by any means. Exactly. Um, here's what I think is so interesting about this game. I do not think Highland Park, for all of their performances, has played a team like Longview that just wants to kick your ass. You know no, what I mean? They haven't. They've played, like, the closest they basically came to it was last week against Sherman, right? right? Where and, and Longview is better than Sherman. That's yeah. a hot take. So Well, you're, you're going out on those limbs again, so, Tapper. Man. I know. It's tough. It's, I, I got all juiced you paid, up. Yeah. Um, that's why people pay us. Yeah. I think this game has a chance to be really interesting, especially if Longview can play a little bit of bully ball. And play clean. And if play clean. Longview, Longview is a really good team if they don't get in their own way. They don't step on their own foot. That's been the problem all year, up, up until last week. They found, but, but it's Wiley East. I don't know how good of a team. Wiley East has improved, but they're not a great team yet. Still at seven penalties last week. Yeah. Seven for so you've... To beat Highland Park, especially at Highlander, you cannot. It's really cliche, and it sounds cliche, but you can't. You can't beat yourself. No, you have got to play a clean game. If Longview plays a clean game, they've got the personnel to to mm-hmm. to pull it off at Highlander Stadium. But they can't play. They can't. They can't have penalties. They can't fumble snaps. They can't miss wide open receivers. They can't blow it because Highland Park, we know, is not going to do any of that stuff. You you have to go out there and beat Highland Park. Yes. Um. I'll say this, Longview's got a mismatch in Jalen Hale. He's a mismatch for everybody. Yeah. He's a mismatch for this Highland Park secondary. Yeah. If if they can find him and they can get somebody to get him the ball consistently, and create matchups, you yes. know, cuz Highland Park's going to roll a safety on Hale. They're going to make some they're going to try to make someone else other than Jalen Hale beat them. Mm-hmm. That takes a guy out of the box though. Does that mean Taylor Tatum in that running game because there's one less guy in the box? Gets rolling. Look, Highland Highland Park's 113 and 2 since 1998 at Highlander Stadium. Mm-hmm. I ain't picking Longview to win. No, you can't you do can't. it. You can't. Could happen. Could happen. If this is one of the, the tougher. I mean, in in this run, I mean, Highland Park hasn't played you a mean ton the last of twenty three years. Yeah, uh, uh, Highland Park <laughs> hasn't played a ton of great teams. Yeah. You know, at home in, in district play, that Especially kind of thing. District play, yeah. Yeah. So this is this is a test, but I think I think Boy. I think Highland Park t- passes it, but I think it's a close ball. So I don't think. Has Randy Allen ever lost a home district game? No, because he wasn't at Highland Park in 98 or whatever. Yeah, no. Because the two losses are Lone Star and Pulaski, so yeah, those weren't district, district Anyway, that's all you're up against, Longview. Have fun. Good luck. Be fun, 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Highlander Stadium. What is your fourth pick, Matthew? <sighs> I'm going to go back to the small schools, Tep. I'm going to the, I'm gonna go out to the big country. As the early Longhorns uh, at 5-0. and oh, I thought you were going to take this. Visit. The Gymnet Indians also at five and zero, and when you look at early, the numbers the numbers speak loudly, right? They're five and zero. They're averaging forty seven points a game. The last three games, their defense has been really good. They're just allowing eleven points. Uh, they've only, they only only allow eleven points per game. Period. In the last couple of weeks, they've been really good defensively. But there's a big hole in the resume, mm-hmm. and it's a strength of schedule. Mm-hmm. Early's five wins. Early's, Early's a 3AD1. This is District 3-3A Division 1. Early's got five wins. Four of those are over 3A Division 2 teams. Ooh, I didn't who, realize that. Who have a combined four wins between them. Woof. Combined. And three of them are owned by Merkel. Two, two of those teams are winless. Shout out Merkel. 
Uh, the other win is over a 2A Division One team. A good 2A Division One team in Toller, mm-hmm. but Early's a 3A D1. You should beat a 2A D1. So, Jim Ned by a factor of about 10 is the best team Early has faced this year. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's. 100. <laughs> yeah. It is not even close. Yeah. And then you look at Jim Ned, and they've, the last couple of weeks, they've struggled, right? They struggle with Cisco, beat them 28 14. Cisco's a 2A program, but they're not an average 2A program. Cisco is a top 10 2A Division One team, clearly. And then last week, they go up to Snyder. Two weeks ago, they were off last week. They go up to Snyder. They play a 5 and 0 Snyder team at the time, mm-hmm. or 4 and 0. They were 4 and 0 at the time, and they go. And that's a 4A Division Two team in Snyder. They go up to Snyder and beat Snyder 22 to 15. Number one, I think that says, says Snyder is pretty dang good this year. That Watch is. out for West Woods mm-hmm. Ball Club. But I think it speaks to Jim Ned and how good they are. They, they, they own wins over Sweetwater and Snyder. So there's a clear delineation and difference in the quality of competition. Th- quality of competition. This is, like I said, early. I think this is a massive test for them. I want to see where they stand. I don't think they're going to win this game. Jim Ned is the clear favorite. Mm-hmm. But if early keeps this game competitive for you know three quarters or so, I think what that tells me is early is a team that can contend potentially for second or third place in this district. If not, if they get blown out, then I think early is probably a fourth place team. I think early is a playoff team. But I think we're going to get a good a good gauge on where the Longhorns stand. Yeah, this will t- this one game will tell us more about early than every one of the previous five. Games. Absolutely, by, by far. I, we know where Jim Ned is. We know where they stand. We know how good they are. Mm-hmm. I don't think we know how good early is. Yet. I think, and we're going to find out Friday night. I think that's right. All right, Matthew, that's a good pick. I am going to go. I told you I'm going to do it. They said I couldn't do it, but I'm doing it. Uh, let me make sure I get this right. Where is this game? Let's go. 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Orem Stadium in San Antonio, beautiful Bear County. The mighty mules of Alamo Heights welcome in the Tigers of Floresville. For a newly remodeled Orem Stadium. Oh, is that right? It's recently, yeah, opened up this year. They, they, Alamo Heights played all their games on the road last year. That's right. I do remember yeah. that. I didn't realize that it was because of that. As the Floresville Tigers take on the Alamo Heights Mules in a district opener in District 15 5A Division 2. And I don't know what you think about Bernie Champion. I could squint and see this being a district title game. Yeah. I think be. you can. Certainly, these are two playoff teams. I think in District 15, 5A Division 2. For Floresville, I would say that this is they are a bit of a surprise to be here. I think that what they've been able to do, what they've put, been able to put together, is at least a small surprise. Absolutely. They've got a really good running back. They do. Um, Darian Murphy. Yeah. That kid's a monster. I think he's committed to like an Ivy League school, so he's probably really smart, too, and he's probably going to do great things in life. You or, wait, you mean he's not going to host a, a, a high dumb school internet football show? Podcast? Yeah, probably not. Darian Murphy, according to our friends at 247, is committed to Princeton. Yeah. So see, he's, he's probably going to su- succeed at life while yeah. we're Sitting a couple here. of slappies. Yeah. Right but they got a great quarterback, too, and Braden Fuller, great dual threat quarterback, and they have been cooking. Now, you know, look, who have they beaten? Well, nice one to serve to San Antonio Southwest. Yeah, it's a good it's, nice one over a good D one team too. Nice one over San Antonio Southwest Legacy as well, mm-hmm. right? Mm, the rest are fine, and they've won games. T- 
tight. Okay, they beat San Antonio Antonio and Prep by one in overtime. They beat Legacy by three. They beat Lavernia by two. They have been hair on their yeah, chinny chin the, chin. the, the Lavernia win definitely that, that concerns me. A little game. dicey. Yeah. But speaking of weirdo close games, I present to you the Mules of Alamo Heights, who the last time we saw them were beating Wimberley, and I'm going to read directly from the internet here. Um, Seven nothing. Yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that, by the way, they they add that to their two point win over Bernie Champion and their eight point win over winless but six A San Antonio Churchill. So they also have a win over Fisher uh, over Canyon Lake, which is actually aged pretty well. As well. Yeah. So it's a weird weirdo game here. It, it is it's a not, weirdo a, game. I don't have a good feel for either no. of these teams. I think they're both good teams. I think that's what makes this f- fun. James Sobey, the quarterback for the Mules, has been pretty good. They got a big time playmaker on the outside in Red Anderson, and it's like that's their passing game. Their passing game is Sobey to Anderson. Mm-hmm. They can run the ball okay with, with with George Flesher as well. I think that Alamo Heights. Uh, maybe I'm just getting you know enamored with a seven nothing win over Wimberley. <laughs> They've got the better defense in this game. Yeah. I think that's pretty clear. So for Floresville, they want to get this game up, 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 up. For for Alamo, for for Mules, the Mules rather, they're happy to to slog this thing out. Um, a lot a lot of interesting ga- a lot of interest in this game. Yeah, it's, it's a and, sixteen district, so every every district game is huge. And if you're Flo- if if you're Floresville and you get this win, if yeah. you get this win, you are riding yeah. high. I drove through Floresville last year on the way to Carn City. And that's today's fun story yes. here on Tep and Step. And every time I think of Alamo Heights, you know who I think of? Giovanni Visa. Giovanni Visa. The QB who led him to the state championship and played at UNT. I won't do, I won't do an offensive Italian stereotype yeah. about, about Giovanni Visa. It's the Visa. most Italian name I've heard in Texas high school football. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. I like Alamo Heights and Floresville. The great it, Giovanni Visa. That, you know, we'll just find out a lot. We'll yeah. find out a lot. In, I think we're going to learn a lot about both these teams. And, and by the way, 5A Division Two Region 4... Uh, uh, who anybody could win that? So yeah, if you're, uh, I think it's wide open there. Man. So, a lot I of really it. wish Eddie Lee Marburger was a year a year Dude, younger. No, I was thinking about that the other day Gosh. too. If he if he was there a year younger, if he if he, they'd be the favorites in Region Four. Oh, I don't think there's any doubt yeah. because right now yeah, Region Three in Division Two. So according to our computer, open. according to our computer, here are your favorites in Region Four. Okay, Liberty Hill. I got questions. Definitely not what they were last year. Alamo Heights. I got questions. Let's find out. Yeah. Mercedes. Hey. Keep an eye on the Tigers. Keep an eye on the Tigers. They got a big game this I might I might screw around and take that game next. They got a big game this week too. Yeah. Then Rouse, Claude, I think. Then you then it's like Brenham, Bernie Champion, Floresville, it's, Eastview. It's a giant shoulder shrug. It is. I don't know. So I don't know. The winner of this game. Especially if like Elmo Heights goes out there and like stomps them, mm-hmm. I'm going to hop on the mules bandwagon. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, what is your fifth and final pick, Matthew? All right, I am going to go into the Houston area, which we have neglected. Greg Tepper last week was a big Houston. It was a big Houston week. Uh, I think the biggest game in the Houston, one of the biggest games in the Houston area this week. Five and zero Bridgeland takes on three and one Cy Ranch. Both teams are two and zero in district play, and I think this is a. This is kind of like a semifinal game in 16-6A. Because those Tigers of Side Park are lur- lurking. You, you know who was, if you were the Tep and Step preview, who was big on Side Park? I believe that was Matt Step. Yes. I was I was singing their praises preseason. But enough about Side Park. We'll talk about them in, in, on Enough about day. me being right. Yes. Even though you can put that in 
Hang the banner. Mission accomplished. Uh, Bridgeland, uh, last week on Thursday night, I think uh, proved a lot in their dominant win over a good Cy Woods team. That's a good Cy Woods team that Cody Semper has over there. And Bridgeland just goes out and beats them 41-14. Talking to some folks around the Houston area about Bridgeland, this, the, the, the take that I've gotten from them is that Bridgeland is not as deep as they were last year. But the front line talent that they have is probably a, a little bit better. So you look at Bridgeland, the key is going to be staying healthy, particularly at the quarterback spot, right? That's obvious. But I don't think they can lo- afford to lose any receivers. They're, they're not real deep, but their front line talent this year is probably better than it was last year. And we, you know, last year was the year that you, you coined the now famous term Maximum Bears. Maximum Bears. Hashtag and it's Maximum Only Bears. for Bridgeland. Mm-hmm. You can only yeah, use it. Don't use it for Montgomery or Brennan. Don't use it for Baird. Don't use it for. Who else is the Bears? Sock. They're the, Sock. Golden, they're the Golden Bears, though. Edison, but, San Antonio Edison. Yeah. They're the Golden Bears, too. Yeah, only for Bridgeland. Only for Bridgeland. They're the Bridgeland hashtag Maximum Bears. But when, when does that come out this year? Third round? If they get to the third round, do you bring it out? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. If they, you, if bu- they, you busted it out round one I last bu- year. I busted it out, and that was too, too quick. Yeah. They got it too the, soon. The, the, the expectation has risen that now we only break glass for the mash, Maximum Bears in the third round. All right. All right. Oh, Pickle's leaving for the day. I was going to ask her about Frenchies. Bye, Pickle! Bye, Ashley. Bye. Can We're recording here? a podcast. Hey, come on in. Come here. Live, live. We're going to do a live interview here. Oh, I love it. Let's do it. Let's get you in. Before we talk about Cy Ranch. Here we go. Um, Ashley Pickles walking into the studio. Yes. Hi, we're on. The, we're we're doing our podcast, but you're going to be on our podcast. Don't act like you're afraid to come in. Yeah, it's you're fine. on TV. This is what every people day. pay for the premium podcast. You look just disgusted with us. Uh, Step wants a full uh, preview and lift up the microphone and point point to do the do the reporter thing. Um, Step wants a full review of Frenchies. Oh, it was great. Okay. It was really good. Did they the didn't hype? have the cornbread though, and I w- mm. they were out of it, so I got a roll. So that I was that was disappointing. But the red beans and rice, chef's kiss. What about the chicken? Chicken was great too. Okay, All right, but the ahead. red beans and rice was like okay. the peak of the okay. peak All of right. the experience. Right. We're previewing a Houston area game right now, so that's why we're what we're talking about. Yeah, that's why. Oh, we're happy right. to be on. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Bye. 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 Have a good night, pickle. Anyway, go on with your Cy Ranch and Bridgeland preview. Um, so we talked about talk about Bridgeland Cy Ranch. Uh, Quietly, Sean McCall squats quietly three and one. The loss to Klein Kane, even though Klein Kane is really good this year, the blowout loss to Klein Kane has me concerned. I'm just going to go ahead and say it uh, because the last mm-hmm. two weeks, Cy Lakes and Cy Falls, you know, that's they did what they're supposed to do to Cy Lakes and Cy Falls. But the big, like, glaring red, flashing red light here is the 49 14 loss to Klein Kane. And then you look at compare you know bridgeland what they did to klein kane in the season opener that's got me concerned mm-hmm. i think bridgeland i think cy ranch is better than what they were against they had a bad game against klein kane no doubt about it but i i think bridgeland's going to put the hammer down on, on cy ranch and we're going to see that that separation in, the, in this district start i think bridgeland and cy park are clearly the two best teams in this district and i think bridgeland is going to be the first to separate themselves this week so i like the bears um to put a whooping on cy ranch and to uh put mm. themselves at the top of the district standings it's a good it's a good pick uh it's it's a weird week in houston because there's just i i here's the thing about houston i think that aside from a couple of real marquee matchups the districts are pretty unbalanced in the mm-hmm. Houston area, mm-hmm. and so it's going to be it's blowout season, blowout and hipster game it's season. It's blowout and hipster game. Yeah, really season. dig around for the hipster yeah, games. But that's a that's a that's a bona fide interesting game. Hashtag interesting. Or, I'm sorry, capital I interesting, capital G game in Houston. I'm going to round it all out, Matthew, with my tenth the tenth and final pick. 
and I'm going to go out. Ooh, where is this game? Hold on. Let me make sure I'm not screwing this up. This game is... Okay, good. Matthew, let's go to... Let's go east. Let's go northeast. Let's go way northeast. Oh, I like it. Let's go as far northeast as you can in Texas. And let's go to Grim Park. (sighs) Tiger Stadium. Tiger Stadium at Grim Park. Great press box spread, by the way. Uh, Elite press box spread. The home of those fighting Texas High Tigers. As for the 100th time, they take on. The Mavericks of March. I don't know if this is a hundredth meeting. Number one hundred. That's very cool. Number one hundred. Big rivalry matchup out there. And Texas. Two big. coaches who like Terry Crawford keep it one hundred. They do keep it Jerry 100. Stanford and Jake Greedle. Two guys we like a lot. Two guys who are really good. Uh, really good coaches as well. And I will just throw this out there. We have Texas High ranked number nine in our five A Division two rankings. Four and zero. Oh, plugging along. Mm-hmm. Blah blah blah. What do we know about Texas High? I don't know. It's a good question. I think we know almost nothing. I mean, they've got a win over Tyler. Solid win. Tyler's, Tyler's improved. Mm-hmm. Forney. That's actually a decent That's win. aged really well. That's aged really well because Forney's playing well. I'm going to see Forney on Thursday. We'll talk about that in a minute. Mount Pleasant and Hallsville. Okay. By the way, I ran into Hallsville's head coach Saturday at Pizza King in Longview. Nice. True story. How is Pizza King? Pizza King is hashtag chef's kiss. Mm-hmm. It's the best pizza in Longview, I think. It gets some hot takes on Twitter about the mm. pizza. Pizza King's legit. What's up, Hayden Henry? Uh, but Coach Strickland, uh, mm-hmm. over over a slice of pie, we talked a little bit about his game against Texas High, and they they hung around with Texas High for a while. But he was very comp- he he thinks Texas High is uber talented, and he thought his team played a great game against Texas High. He thinks it's gonna be a hell of a ball game. Well, we're about to find out because Texas High. This is this is I think their biggest test of the of the year. Yeah, probably you know. Now Marshall's not perfect. We'll get to them in a moment. But here's the thing I know about Texas High, and this is basically based not only on what we've seen, but also just knowing how Coach Stanford coaches. Their defense is good. Mm-hmm. Their defense is very solid. Derek Brown is. Uh, they got some dudes. They got dudes, and they always have dudes. Jalen Jones, Derek Brown, Javoris Tyson. They got dudes. Okay, the offense has been a little bit here and there, hit or miss. When it's good, it's good. Exactly. And when it's bad, it's three and out. Brayson McHenry took over last year, kind of in the middle of the season, acquitted himself pretty well. They got a running back in Braylon Stewart. They can run the ball well. Okay, they're taking on a Marshall team that is three and two, but. I would say that they have two quite strong losses. Longview. Mm-hmm. By 14. 14 nothing. Yeah, they hung around with Longview for at a At Longview, yeah. by the way. And at New Caney, 23-7. Yeah. Okay? New Caney's 4-1. New Caney's yeah, 4-5. Four, four, one. One. You know, one loss okay. at a college station. Now, since then, a couple weeks ago, they beat Longview Pine Tree. That's a really nice win. Mm-hmm. They beat Pine Tree. This is... If they win this game, if Marshall wins this game, they're going to win the district title. These are clearly the two best. Teams These are in, in my opinion. Yeah, five AD two. Yeah, I mean Marshall. If, if Texas High screws around and they could lose to Pine Tree, Pine Tree's the third best team in that district. Yeah. But Marshall, Marshall's got some juice, and Marshall's got a couple guys, a really nice offensive line, Kalen Williams and Terrence Satchel up front. Quarterback Michael Oliveira has been solid. What they need him to do. Mm-hmm. The the. The difference for them, I think, is, again, their offense has has kind of no-showed at times. There have been times where it's like, I mean, you go back to that Pine Tree game, 17-10. Like, they just kind of, you know, yeah. here and there. Here is an opportunity 
for them to really take command of this district and feel like and and I mean I don't I mean, they still got to play they still got to play out the string right but the, the rest of their games are against White House Mount Pleasant Hallsville and Nacogdoches presently they have combined two wins yeah and I think maybe both of those wins are Nacogdoches yeah I mean yeah, yeah. so Nac- Nacogdoches is playing Mount Pleasant uh, Nacogdoches is one in four okay. Mount Pleasant does it one in three yeah and they're, I think they're playing this week basically we, probably for fourth place we don't know that's what's so interesting is we have a team ranked ninth in the state and I think we're still waiting for. Any data, any real data points to learn about. And this we'll will be one. Yeah, this we'll will be. About. Now, they, here, like we've been saying that of like we're skeptical about Texas High. They go out there and smash Mar- um, Marshall. All right. And there's a chance they do it because Texas High is a tough place to win. Yeah. It's a tough. It's hard to go into Texas High and get a win. It's like let's talk then. Yeah. Really interesting matchup out there in Northeast Texas, Texas High and Marshall. So there is the Week 7 draft. Step took Stephen Villavega, Brennan Taft, Amarillo and Tascosa, Early and Jim Ned, and Brooklyn Cy Ranch. I took Montgomery, Brian Rudder, Mark Chilton, Highland Park Longview, Alamo Heights and Floresville, and Texas High Marshall. And now, Matt Step, what is your hipster game of the week? I think you're going to see a theme in the hipster game this week. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be in Class 6A. But I'm going to be in Region 1, District 4, as the Timber Creek Falcons take on the Byron Nelson Bobcats. And you're thinking, why, Step? Are you picking a 2-3 and three team playing a 3-3 three and three team for a hipster game? Well, might I tell you, Mr. Greg Tepper, that I think this game is straight up for fourth place in District 4 6A. And that's a little interesting because... This game, I think, is going to determine the fate of the... Have you heard of this team? The uh, South Lakey, South Lakey... Oh, I'm, I'm reading the same piece of paper. It says it's actually South Lake. Oh. It doesn't look like it, but it's okay. South Lake. South Lake, okay. Uh, Carol Dragons, coached by one R. Dodge. Um, because Timber Creek makes the... Play- We're assuming... Uh, We're going the assumption that Carol makes the playoffs, Eaton makes the playoffs, and Keller makes the playoffs. Yeah, fair. The fourth place team, if Timber Creek makes the playoffs, they are larger than South Lake Carroll. Keller High is larger than South Lake Carroll. That pushes South Lake Carroll into D two. If Byron Nelson wins, that which like like they Byron Nelson made the playoffs last year. If Byron Nelson wins, that keeps South Lake Carroll in the Division One playoff bracket. Most likely, still a little bit of football left to be played, but I think we're looking at the. This is the fourth place game right here. Mm-hmm. I think the the teams have started to separate themselves a little bit through the first couple of weeks of district play. I think the winner of this game gets fourth place and will determine whether or not South Lake Carroll goes D one or D two. Okay, I like it. That's the kind of game you, we look for in a hipster game, right there. That is Games that is a true. Te- that is a true implications ac- outside of the game, right here. That's why I love six A so much because it's fun. <sighs> it's just the, these kind of matchups are all over the place. I'm gonna go east. I, I thought you were going to pick. Uh, there's another. If you're not picking this, I'll. We'll, What's the other one? Uh, the other game that's very similar to this is uh, Morton Ranch yes. and Seven Lakes. Morton Ranch Seven Lakes is huge. If Seven Lakes, that, I think that's for fourth place also. Seven Lakes makes the playoffs. Katie goes D D two. Morton Ranch makes the playoffs. Katie goes D one. So mm-hmm. that's another huge hipster game. So double hipster from, from double hipster from that stuff. Because I'm going to go different. I'm going to go different. All right. I'm going to go to Omaha, Texas. Ah yes. Okay. To Bramus Stadium. As the Paul Pewitt Bramas welcome in, I think, the most under-the-radar 5-0 and team in America. Oh, in America. Sure. Eagle Screech. <laughs> 
may I interest you in the Paris Chisholm Mustangs? What very much an under the radar five and O team. Five and O, and and look, look, they have not had a winning season since two thousand and nine. So put everything yeah. else aside. It's a basketball school, I yes. think. Put everything else aside. If they win this game, they will clinch their first winning season since two thousand and nine. So, okay, it's a long time to be waiting. Okay, Darren Peavy or uh, Peavy there has done a a, a good job. Honestly, let's be honest. Winning games, they should. Okay, they yeah. every team it's smart scheduling. It's smart scheduling. Every team they've played, they should have beaten. But let me tell you, dude, they are scoring. Okay, they're putting up crazy numbers. They are averaging. Let me pull this up according to our friends. They're averaging fifty-four points a game. Okay, that seems solid. Fifty-four points a game. I think you'll win a lot of football games if. You're and sure. they are, by the way. Uh, they have. Uh, they are two and zero in district. They've got wins over Redwater and Prairland. So do whatever you need to do, right? Chris Worthy, their running back, has been fantastic. Uh, Zaquavius Price as well. They've got playmakers out in that slot T. Run that slot T. Mm-hmm. Here's a program, and so these are programs kind of in going different directions. Paul Pewitt has taken a different tact in that they have decided to uh, kill themselves in non-district. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they have losses to – they have three – they're two and three. But their losses are to Winsboro. It's a good 381. Good 381. Yeah. Uh, Mount Vernon. Great 381. And Salina. A great 482. Yes. Okay. They have decided to absolutely clobber themselves. But they can be had offensively – or defensively, rather. This is a team that, that the defense has been – now they play good teams, mm-hmm. but they're giving up 40 points a game. They're also on their third head coach in three years. It's another interesting fact. If Chisholm wins this game, okay, guys, if Chisholm wins this game, I think they, go, I think they are going to host in Week Eleven Dangerfield for the for the district title. Yeah. Straight up, I think the Decab Bears will probably have a say. Decab in that. will have something to say yeah. about it. They will close. It's a out. sneaky good district. It is because uh, well, and it's a lot of teams that I think are better than their record. In like Hooks, case. I think, is better than their I record. Hooks is Hooks is two and four. Yeah. Hooks is Hooks is like a. Three and three, four and two team. Like yeah. if you go like the Pythagorean type thing, you yeah. know what I mean. I am, but but Chisholm's the party crasher here. Yeah, like Chisholm's by far the party crasher. They're not the name. No, they, they don't have the name value that some of the other teams have. I mean, they've only made the playoffs six times in their history. Yeah, been around since nineteen ninety. Uh, it would be big doings if they can knock off yeah. Paul Pewitt on the road at Bremis Stadium. I'm gonna go Chisholm and Paul Pewitt. All right, there you go. That's my hipster game of the week. Where are you going this week? Thursday night, I will be in Forney for a big rivalry game. Aforementioned, this is a this is a rivalry that that's really been off the off the books for a while because Crandall and Forney have been in different classifications. And then I was just saying the word Crandall. Yeah, Crandall. Yeah, Crandall and Forney are like seven miles apart from each other, and this is a old rivalry. These two towns don't care for each other very much, and it's finally they're back playing because they're in the same district now, because Forney moved up to 5A in 2003 or 4, mm-hmm. and Crandall just went to 5A. So they haven't played very much in the past 15 years, but they're back playing because they're in the same district, and they're both good. Both of them are 4-1 and and 2-0 and in district play. Massive game at Citibank Stadium in Forney. Looking forward to it. Big rivalry again. Get to see our buddy Jeff Fleener hmm. over there at Forney. So, great Thursday night matchup. At Citibank Stadium. Uh, Friday, I will be in Italy for, I think, is the District 8-2A Division One title game as the Italy Gladiators host the much-improved Marlin Bulldogs. 
Both teams are. You know who? You know who's? I think it's Nick Harris. No, it's Guy. 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 Guy Frazier. Thy Frazier has. Thy Frazier has been banging the the Marlin drum. Yeah, and 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 a little disappointed that Jure Bledsoe was ruled ineligible by the UIL. But if he would have, that would have been the Texas commit. That you know, Mm -hmm. at that level, a Texas commit. Being ruled ineligible is huge. Marlins managed to still go three and two. Their two losses are to Lexington and Riesel, who are yep. good three AD two teams. So uh, that's a great game. I think it's for the district title. Ruben Torres has done a fantastic job there at Marlin. Looking forward. It's my first ever trip to Italy. So that's oh. my my first ever trip to Citibank Stadium in Forney. Also, the only thing I know about Italy is that they used to have uh, a beer barn, like one of the drive-through things where you could drive through yeah. and, and, get, and get it, and now it's just a giant Taco Bell. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Well, Italy has the monolithic domes. Their basketball arena yes. is a, And they, 6A schools play playoff games in their I basketball arena. I believe our good friend, our mutual friend, Caitlin McCann from Hometown Ticket. Yes. Yeah, I believe she is from Italy. I believe, yeah. she's a, I believe she was like Miss Gladiators. Yeah, and it's, and it's not Italy. It's Italy. Italy. Yeah. You will get people get on. People look at you sideways. Uh, but yes, yeah, so that's my Friday night. Good two A game. Mm-hmm. It's two A step back to back weeks on Friday night, uh, and then Saturday I'm headed to the Alamo City for two one zero step. It's right, which is a, a, it's a good. Step. It's a good. It's not. It's, it's not step. coastal step. It's not coastal. Um, but uh, Saturday at two at Hero Stadium, I got Churchill and Reagan. So I get to get you guys on San Antonio Reagan, a mm. team we think could possibly win the district championship there in 26, 27-6A, or 28-6A. That is a choice. 28-6A. Churchill's struggling. Mm-hmm. That's the alma mater of uh, our friend Carl Padilla, by the way. It's been tough going for his chargers. Yes, it's been tough. Uh, and then Saturday night at Al- Al- Alamo Stadium. Oh, the- God! <laughs> it's this week. Kennedy Rockets take on the Edison Bears, and hey, yeah, Edison, hey, Edison's our team, team of, the week. of the week, buddy. Mm-hmm. So come week. on now, Kennedy is struggling. They're riding the struggle bus. Didn't they start off two and zero? They start off two and zero, and some guy on Twitter was, yeah, telling us how we didn't know what we were talking about. But that's another story. Some guy wearing, you know, woof, yeah, wears anyway. a piece of clothing. Uh, but yeah, Edison gets to see, gets to see the Bears, yep. and uh, and then uh, as soon as that game ends, I will go to my hotel for like three hours, and then I will get on a plane and fly to Canada from San Antonio. Yes. Okay. Do you yeah. stop over in like B- Detroit? Detroit. Yeah, I'll stop in it goes from San Antonio to Detroit, and then Detroit to Buffalo, and then drive to Canada okay. for Thanksgiving. For Canadian Thanksgiving. So yes. this will be this will be next week will be an international episode. Next week will be an international version of Tep and Step uh, live from uh, Cambridge, Ontario. Live on As, yeah, and my wife will be cooking Thanksgiving dinner while we're recording. So that's my week. It's a, it's a good slate of games. Yeah, yeah it's a good. No, slate. It's, it's my Saturday's a little. You know, it's, it's you're a value shopper, but it's San Antonio, and you, you know, get, you I have not been this. You get a multi, and there is no question. I'll go to Taco Palenque post game. Oh, I know you will. So sponsor this podcast. You wouldn't expect anything less from of course. Me. This is this is a this is pretty peak. I mean, honestly, that's a pretty peak step game or peak step week. Yeah, Forney Crandall. And then Italy Marlin, Italy Marlin, and then two Rando San Antonio games. Kind of yeah, 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 San Antonio games. That's pretty. That's pretty on brand. All right, that's gonna do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Uh, appreciate you being Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider and Step. Thanks for your courage. Thank you. Safe travels to Canada, my friend. Thank you. See you next week on Tap and Step. <laughs>